this is Psychobabble. I'm Hannah Spear. I'm a medical doctor with years of experience in psychiatry and a degree in psychotherapy from the University of Zurich, where I live with my husband and three small children. Cutting Toxic People, the therapy fad that's breaking families apart. Cutting ties with family has in recent years become frighteningly frequent. A trend, almost. A study out of Cambridge University discovered that 75% of participants had no contact with their mother and or father, and 78% of those had received help from a counsellor or therapist. This begs the question, what governs what therapists counsel? Fads or trends appear in every field of medicine and will typically appear where research is scant or inconclusive and disease and treatment poorly understood. Hence, psychiatry is particularly prone to it. The diagnoses can't be confirmed by biological markers or lab tests. Rather, it's dependent on the therapist's observation of signs and symptoms. We call psychiatric pathologies syndromes and disorders, not diseases, after all. It's easy to turn to treatment trends when we desperately want to help and patients aren't responding to standard therapy. Is a therapist ever truly non-judgmental? There is an argument to be made regarding the over-prescription of drugs in psychiatry. At least the prescriptions are monitored and recorded, however. But how patients are being supported and counseled in therapy rooms is not. Think about it. If even scientific researchers have been proven to be unable to see their research in an objective light, how can we think therapists go into sessions unbiased? Of course we will take with us our own notions and beliefs, regardless of what the early Freudians said about being blank screens. Freud argued that The doctor should be opaque to his patients and, like a mirror, should show them nothing but what is shown to him. The study out of Cambridge where 75% of students had no contact with parents, the strong majority of which had been counseled so by therapists, resonated with me. Before I became a mother, I counseled a particular patient every week over the better part of a year because she had symptoms of depression resulting directly from her relationship with her daughter who suffered from borderline disorder. This is a personality disorder which almost inevitably negatively affects the people who care about the patient. In every session, we discussed something the daughter had done that caused the mother sleepless nights, or an empty wallet. The relationship, from my point of view, was detrimental to the mother's mental health, and I supported the wish to sever ties with the daughter. At the end of every session, she was determined to follow through and seemed even relieved. One day, out of the blue, she sent me an email discontinuing the therapy. Despite having agreed at the time she couldn't come to terms with our strategy. I racked my brain. I, had, I hadn't done anything wrong. I'd counseled exactly the way I was taught. What is important enough that is warrants breaking up families? 
Not only during training, but in life, we're taught that if something causes you to only experience negative emotions, you cut it out of your life, similar to how a surgeon would cut out a growth. You should surround yourself with people who give you positive energy, even if that means not having contact with family members. This type of thinking took root and has evolved since the early 70s and is to be found in any mainstream psychology psychiatry platform today. The you are fine the way you are psychology, a natural consequence being that any hindrance to our momentary well-being, comfort and feeling of self-worth deserves to be cut out or moved away from. Where it used to be that we're all responsible for the upkeep of our community and the institutions around us now, they're seen as means to support and encourage everyone's self-expression. If one's family, marriage, or school is causing headache, we cut it out and find another that has more positive influence on our well-being. Find one that fits our self better. The group to which we seek to belong should support the self that we want to express today. The feeling might change tomorrow, but we pretend that that's permanent. No critical questions asked. With the breakdown of the nuclear family, be it self-inflicted or the result of divorce or tragedy, the therapist increasingly steps in as a substitute for someone or something. The responsibility is greater than ever, and we have to triple check that we aren't counseling quack. The question has to move from what will give the patient immediate relief so as to show up to the next session and and the therapist positive feedback, and towards what truly is in the long-term interest of the patient. That is developing strategies to deal with difficult situations, becoming braver and assertive instead of shying away, seeking to understand the motives and misfortunes of others to encourage sympathy towards the people deemed toxic, and investigating where we might be at fault instead of becoming resentful. Even if breaking ties with a family member leads to a feeling of momentary relief, I can't imagine a longitudinal study would show evidence of it leading to long-term happiness. In cases of abuse, intolerable neglect, or violence, the equation becomes another. That is a different kettle of fish altogether. But in the majority of cases, the benefit of family relations outweighs the struggles they bring. The knowledge that family is something permanent and constant is comforting and causes stability. Tearing on those ties should be done with extreme caution and based on solid evidence. If you cut a tie to a family member, spouse, a friend, or even a group you've long been part of, that will surely cause almost irreparable damage. As doctors, we take the Hippocratic Oath to first do no harm. Shouldn't we think much more carefully about these issues that surf through our therapy rooms than we do? at least as carefully as we would choose an antidepressant. One could argue it requires less effort to discontinue a medication than to put a family bond back together. Thank you for listening to Psychobabble. I hope you enjoyed this content. To see which sources I use, go to Psychobabble on Substack and look at the article related to the subject. And if you like,
have a nice day.